0: Yeah, yeah. His feet may fall. Join in.
1: The service today is one that we hope will bring encouragement and strength to you and your family. The Bible has a lot to say about Judgment Day, and my father H. M. S. Richards now is presenting the subject, There is a Judgment. A certain lawyer had a caged starling in his office. This bird had learned to answer when he was called. One morning, just as a boy named Charlie came into the office, the lawyer was called out for a few minutes. When he came back, the door of the bird cage was open. The bird was gone. Where is my bird, he asked. The boy answered he didn't know. But that bird is in the cage and I left. Where is he gone? Charlie repeated that he didn't know. Possibly the door had come open. The bird just flew away. Then the lawyer called, Starling, where are you? Here I am, came the answer, and the voice came from the boy's pocket. Imagine his startled chagrin. He had stolen the bird, hidden it in his pocket. He thought that was a safe place. Then to hide his guilt, he'd lied twice. Now this voice from his pocket betrayed him, and he could deny or evade no longer. There was the starling, a living witness to his theft and falsehood. So it will be with the world guilty of sinners and God's judgment. They've tried to hide their sins from God. They've committed one sin to cover up another, told one lie to give summons of truth to another. Now they're before God's judgment bar, where every mouth will be stopped and they will be found guilty before God. They will not have a word to say. In Revelation 20, verse 4, we read that during the thousand years, between the first and second resurrections, the righteous will sit upon thrones of judgment. God will take His people with Him in this work of judgment. Motives as well as deeds will be considered. All will see that the judgment of God is just and right. In Ecclesiastes 3.17, we're told that God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. But there is a third class brought to view, 1 Corinthians 6, 2. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? What angels? The answer is found in two New Testament texts. Jude 6, the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. These are the fallen angels who were cast out from heaven with Satan. They had been invested with great authority in God's government, but they were expelled from heaven because of sin. The apostle Peter speaks of them in 2 Peter 2.4. God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. But before God's people can act as judges, they themselves must be judged. They receive their reward at the resurrection of the righteous, Luke 14.14. 14. They must be judged before they receive their reward. This our Savior taught in Luke twenty thirty five, But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead. Notice, they are accounted or judged worthy before they are raised from the dead. We might call this a judgment of investigation or the investigative judgment. Note the language used, they are resurrected from the dead, literally, out from among the dead ones, showing that the wicked remain silent in the tomb after the resurrection of the righteous. The wicked do not live again for a thousand years, as we read in Revelation 20, verse 5. Our Savior as holy mediator upon the throne of grace, pronounces free from guilt and justifies all who repent and are converted. Then he will declare, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Revelation 22, verse 11. This scripture shows clearly that the destiny of every one of us will be forever settled when Jesus comes. The whole trend of events in the world today shows that a mighty change is imminent. The signs of the times declare Christ's advent near. When he comes, it will be too late for any of us to change our attitude toward God. In view of the day in which we live, How can anyone neglect his great salvation? In Time magazine, December 15, 1952, a report appeared of the teenage thief who snatched a purse from Mrs. Wilma Gardner. It contained $10,000, her life savings. About a week later, Mrs. Gardner received an envelope by mail enclosing $9,780 and an odd note which said, I never expected to get so much. If I had, I never would have taken it. How will those people feel who have esteemed the things of this world as more important than Christ and the promised riches of God's heaven? Someday they will come to the conclusion that, had they known the awful judgment facing them, they would not have made such a choice. But worst of all, they will not be able to salve their conscience by mailing something back. This investigative judgment is pictured, we believe, in Revelation 14, 6, and 7. Here we read of a worldwide message that goes to the nations, declaring that the hour of God's judgment has come. This is not the day of judgment when the wicked are sentenced, but it's more like a grand jury of the universe. Suppose five men have been accused of robbing a village bank. Well, they're summoned before the grand jury. This jury doesn't sentence them, it investigates them. The evidence is brought in. One of the men proves that he was out of town the entire night of the robbery. Another proves he was taking care of a sick man from sunset that night until sunrise the next morning so these two men are excused. The remaining three had been seen together, and, on arrest, some of the stolen money was found on their persons. These men are bound over to the district court for trial. This illustrates the investigation of all those who are candidates for eternal life. All have sinned, and all are summoned to appear before the heavenly bar. In the investigative judgment, the hour of God's judgment, those who have been received into the imputed righteousness of Christ by grace through faith are pronounced free from guilt and are subject to the first resurrection or to translation at the second coming of the Lord. The rest of the dead do not live again until a thousand years are completed. Then they come up in the resurrection of judgment. In the meantime their cases have been considered by the saints who sit on thrones of judgment in heaven above. The records of men's lives are kept in the books of heaven. We read in Revelation 20, verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. There are at least three books here. Books is plural, at least two, and another, the book of life. Other Bible writers speak of these books of records. In Malachi 3.16, we read of the Book of Remembrance written before God for those that feared Him and that thought upon His name. The Lord says, I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Some angelic hand chronicles every act of those who fear God. These he will declare to be his own in the day of judgment when he makes up his jewels. When dark sin entered the world, the gospel and the privilege of free choice entered with it. The deeds of those who profess Christ are recorded in the Book of Remembrance, the acts of the wicked are written in another book, and the names of all the candidates for eternal life are inscribed in the Book of Life. Have no doubt about it, friend, your record is in God's books. How he keeps them, we do not know. With our modern nuclear science, the miracle is that God could ever blot out anything from the books of the universe. According to our scientific knowledge today, every deed, every act, even every thought is forever inscribed in the very fabric of the universe, in the dance of electrons, the protons, and the deutrons. In Jeremiah 2.22, God says to the wicked, Thine iniquity is marked before me. In Isaiah 65.6, we read, Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silence, but will recompense. Have you entered into covenant relations with God? If so, your name is in the book of life, and your deeds in the book of remembrance. Some of the names in the book of life will be retained. Others will be blotted out. In Revelation 3, 5 we read, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Abel was the first man... Whoever died, killed by the cruel hand of his brother Cain. Since he was the first to finish his earthly record, it must be that his is the first name to be considered in God's judgment hour. Abel offered a lamb, showing his faith in the Messiah, or Christ, who was to come and die on Calvary's cross. But Cain rejected the gospel figure and brought a bloodless offering. According to the Scripture record, Cain went on in evil. So when his name is reached, it would be blotted out from the book of life, and his sins retained in the book of remembrance, his case being passed over to the final tribunal. If there are degrees in sin, there certainly will be degrees in punishment, for he that is God shall reward every man according to his works. Matthew 16, 27. During the thousand years, the cases of the wicked will be revealed, not in order to settle their eternal destiny, For that has already been done and they are lost and lost forever, but to show to all the saved the reason for God's righteous judgment and the justice of the punishment meted out to the lost. At the end of the thousand years, the wicked dead rise again. This is the last resurrection, the resurrection to judgment, the resurrection to eternal death. It is then that those who have rejected God's plan for their salvation receive the just rewards of their deeds. They are consumed in the lake of fire. And again, God has a clean universe. As we read in Revelation 20, verse 14 and 15, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Then follows an earth renewed, the paradise home of God's people forevermore. Is my name in the book of life. That's the question. Do I truly trust in Christ for my salvation? Have I been born again? Am I in covenant relation with God? From the lips of Jesus came only truth. And he said, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. John 5.24 How about it, friend? Would you pass the test just now? There's a machine in the Bank of England which receives sovereigns for the purpose of determining whether they are full weight. As they pass through the automatic device with absolute certainty, it throws out on one side all coins that are short weight, and on the other side all that are full weight. Are you ready to step onto God's scales today? There's only one way to do it and be safe. Ask Jesus to step in with you. Then you will be safe, safe forever. Yes, the judgment is set. The books have been opened. But is our life hid with Christ in God?
0: There's a great day coming, a great day coming, there's a great day coming by and by. When the saints and the sinners shall be parted right and left, are you ready for that day to come? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? ready? Ready are you ready for the judgment day There's a bright day coming a bright day coming there's a bright day coming by and by But its brightness shall only come to them that love the Lord Are you ready for that day